Hi, this is Lilia with the Help Your Sales podcast. And today um, I have with me my darling friend, Elton Lee Abella from Malta. And Elton has just arrived back from Peru after spending seven years in Paitati. Um, so I've just wanted to everybody to hear about his story, um, his journey, and it's just absolutely fascinating. Elton, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Lilia, for having me. It's so nice to see you and to be yeah. connecting with you because we haven't seen each other in a while. I know. I mean, I actually can't believe it's so long. But it's yeah. all, all my friends in Malta, you know, when we had Why Not and we had all the festivals and there was just such a huge crowd of us having so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, we made these just really strong friendships, which is so nice. And mm -hmm. then I met you in Jersey. So let's start there. When I met you in Jersey, you were um, chefing in a in a restaurant. So, so mm -hmm. tell us about your journey, how you went from working in this five star restaurant to <laughs> living in, in Paitati. How did it happen? So, um, yeah, basically, you know, I was a chef and I really loved my job. Like for me, that was everything, and. I got into the Michelin star dream and industry. So I went to France to to study after my school. And when I saw the quality of food that was being cooked in these restaurants, I was like, yes, this is what I want to do, you know, all my life. <laughs> like, this is it. Mm. You know, so I went in the kitchen and uh, like Jersey, when I was employed there, we had a restaurant and the, the idea was to get a star from scratch. Uh -huh. So then that was a journey in itself because, uh, yeah, it was very difficult. Like I was working with my head chef over there for seven years and it was our dream to get this star and, you know, it's like working every day. You know, all I was thinking was this star, like dreaming. When I would go out, I would meet friends in the club, you know, <laughs> and then I would tell them it's about, you know, this star that we want to get. Mm. Like cooking was my life until, um, you know, at some point my life was like, yeah, the kitchen was fine, but I wasn't happy inside. I didn't know what to do. You know, my relationships were failing miserably. <laughs> You know, going out and drinking and doing all the, 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 the stuff, <laughs> you know, wasn't working either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at some point, like I met this one friend of mine and she, she gave me a book. It was the power of now. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then I started to do meditation because I was really getting angry when I fight with my girlfriend. I would get this anger that I didn't know. And I heard, you know, this meditation and I would just sit and not know what to do. It's like, huh, you know, what should I do instead of, you know, <laughs> break everything apart here? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, then, uh, you know, the, the star came basically. But when the star came, it's like it was nice because I believed, I saw the star coming and people were not believing that the star is coming, you know, and I would support my chef and I saw that he has had, had it in him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but when the star came, I wasn't, like something inside me did not change. It's like the same conflict stayed, the mm -hmm. same sadness, like nothing moved. And that was a shock for me. Because, at, you know, at some point I believe that re reaching for the stars, you know, <laughs> taking, bringing the star in, I don't know, something will change, but nothing changed inside. Mm -hmm. And that made me ask the question, like, what is the purpose of life? Like, why am I working like this? You know, what is the point of life? What should I do? So because of that shock and disappointment in my life, I decided to go to south america but on the way like someone told me here um that there is plant medicines in south america and i was like what is this plant medicine about and you know things clicked mm -hmm. in so many ways that uh, with the plant medicine in particular ayahuasca mm -hmm. 
um, I felt the same call for me. Like, you know, when I wanted to become a chef, the same call and the same push was over there. So I couldn't ignore the mm. fact that there is something there. So I started to look up about retreats in South America because I had no clue what this thing is. And um, yeah, I started to watching. Basically, I was a junkie uh, documentary, documentary junkie, <laughs> you know, looking, yes. you know, for information. And um, so then I decided to leave the kitchen, leave everything behind me and go backpacking in South America. And I went for a retreat for 12 days. And um, yeah, and the way it wasn't very clear. I was like, I don't know what to do in life, but I'm just going to trust that life will give me the signs. If I follow, you know, I will, I will get something out of it. Mm -hmm. So then I gave my notice. I packed my backpack and uh, went to South America. And that was like 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I did, uh, I started in Brazil first. And, you know, I started Carnival. I went to Argentina. I went to Bolivia. But in the meantime, I was preparing for this retreat. Like they told us that we should do a specific dieta so we can clean the body. And then the the requisite was like two weeks before, no, no sex, no drugs, no alcohol, no pork a month before. But I decided to do this the whole trip. I was like, okay, so what did I do as a chef? You know, as a chef, I gave my best. So I'm going to do the same with this pot. So, you know, I know what gets me in trouble. (laughs) 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 And I said, okay, you know, if I get involved in, uh, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, no, um, I know where that leads. Yeah. So this time I decided to do something different and, and change, you know. So I was like, okay, I'm going to follow this dieta and hike. I would not recommend it, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it, but I did it. And it's also a personal journey. It's like I understand that things, they don't need to be, you know, in such extreme it's like it's good it's good to give the best but not you know always going into extremes Mm -hmm. which is something that i you know (laughs) clearly you like to do i do i'm likely to do Mm -hmm. so yeah that's you know that's when you saw me in jersey and yes it was just before before you left And, and i remember at that point you were hoping to use the plants, maybe bring it back to Malta and um, and help with addiction and with the things that we know that the plant medicines can help with. Because mm-hmm. I remember even 10 years ago thinking, that's very forward thinking. And I thought, how will Malta receive that? And, and now, 10 years later, of course, it seems, you know, that everybody's doing it. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more, um, well, it's, people are a lot more aware of it, but I think it's coming in at a time where we need it, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So I know that you spent a lot of that time deciding who you were going to kind of study with and stay with. Um, because I think, I know I was in South America two, three years ago. Um, there's a lot of shamans that are cashing in on the all the Europeans and Westerners that are desperately seeking, um, you know, whatever it is, salvation, enlightenment, solutions, etc. I think there's a variety of reasons, but I think probably like what you were describing there, there's something inside of you. You knew there's this is, you know, you didn't know what it was, but there was something calling you mm-hmm. um, and you followed your heart and you decided to do it in a, a really clean, clear way, which is probably something that I would do as well. Might just be like test myself to see mm-hmm. how, you know, you want to, get the best out of it so how did you find Paititi so so it's Paititi um (laughs) yes so I took you know I wasn't in a hurry I was (laughs) like okay you know like when I reflected back on the journey of being a chef if I would go back I was like I would start back in the best restaurants I would work that's the only thing maybe I would change Mm -hmm. 
So I was like, okay, I, I will take my time. So while, you know, traveling, I did some traveling in, in every country. I would go and ask if there's any shamans and I would knock on people's doors and some people were really weird. <laughs> like you got the feelings like this guy, like, no. And I didn't know how to speak Spanish yeah. back then, you know, or speak. So more than anything, it's like I would feel like the feeling and the connection. It's like it hits me in my face because I didn't have anything else. <laughs> yeah. You know, so then uh, like for three years, I was looking and staying with, with some healers and, you know, taking the plants and living with them for a bit and going back home. And But while I would be back home, I would still be in touch with people to hear it's like my ra radar and antennas were still out in South America and I would know what's happening and I would hear stories about them and you know like I had to change some teachers mm -hmm. because I didn't think they are in alignment mm -hmm. with what I was believing and um, later I saw this one documentary which stuck out of the rest it's like usually you know with uh, with ayahuasca and plant medicine it's like it's a miracle you go there and life is sorted and it's all good so that's that's what my belief was it's like yeah. i'm gonna take this plant and you know <laughs> things will change you know of course it wasn't like that yeah. but um then you know when i watched uh, the sacred science from yes. Paititi, mm -hmm. like uh, they had, I think, six patients with very advanced uh, illnesses. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the only difference that I saw from the other documentaries is that one of them, you know, he was, he went there as a last result and uh, resort and he died in the in, in the process because it was his time, you know, and they also had medical, they had doctors, they were doing checkups, you know, they had mm -hmm. everything in place. It wasn't just that, you know, they had these patients, they made sure that everything, you know, is being checked by the doctors. But um, that basically touched me so deeply that I was like, these guys, basically these guys are real. Like they're showing something that no one else is basically showing here. And again, that famous call. <laughs> yes. It's like, so I had to go and see what these guys are about. And this was after three years. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go to Paititi with my friend, um, Abigail from Malta. And we did a one month long retreat at this new location that they had in the mountains. Mm -hmm. and uh, at that time they just got the location so it was really raw like they told us that it's gonna be raw you know and they just moved in they had a permaculture um, project going on and you know I walk in and the first thing you know it's like yeah I went there for the retreat like happy Actually, by the time I made it down, I was crying because to, to hike into the mountain, it will take at least four hours. Mm -hmm. But I was so out of shape and it took me like six. <laughs> and I was crying for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where is my mom here? <laughs> you know, like really, I couldn't. And there was a guy who was very inspiring in front of me. He had two hip replacement, two knee replacement. I think he was like, Steve, his name was like 60 year old guy, 70 year old guy. And this guy was in front of me and I was like, oh man, you know, okay, good. You know, that's my inspiration. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, we had the first ceremony and what was going in my head was like, how is this guy going to be like, he's not even an indigenous person here. This guy is from, you know, Moldova. Like he's like one of us. How is he going to be my, my teacher? And uh, the message that I received basically is to go beyond the appearance and see what this guy has to really teach me. Mm -hmm. You know, see what his spirit, what his soul is, 
is has has to offer me mm-hmm. you know and um basically like guiding me to that point was my intuition even with the star with music you know it's like my intuition sometimes is very strong that i cannot mm-hmm. go against it and uh i felt that this this is also right what was happening i did not know what he has to teach me so i decided you know to take the apprenticeship because i was checking also it's like okay what do i resonate and it was a prerequisite for the apprenticeship that whoever wants to do an apprenticeship they have to come for the one month long retreat to see if there is a connection between you know the people and the you know the the practices and what he told me, he said, if you want to become a shaman, don't come here. I remember that very clearly. And I was like, this guy is bluffing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he was serious. Like, I didn't believe it. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's that's how I selected, actually, my, my teacher, because... I felt a resonance and also after that retreat, what stuck differently like from other retreats is that although we finished, you know, the retreat and he had no, how do you say, no obligation towards Mm -hmm. me to keep answering my question. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I came to your restaurant, I ate, I paid the bill, that's it, I'm going. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't need to keep on calling the chef to, to, yeah. <laughs> to tell him and ask him how to do this soup or that soup. It's like, yeah, you want to learn? Come over here. But with Roman, because Roman, his name is, you know, I was having difficulties because usually after the retreat is where everything opens up and, you know, the challenges come. And I was having difficulties that I thought no one could relate with me but only him so i would write him you know like again my relationship was falling apart and i was being challenged by this girl about you know this path and what i believe and i seriously felt that there is something to this path but i could not answer her and i would go get so frustrated and pissed off because it's like she would tell me why are things like this it's like "Mm, i don't know i just feel that this is right (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not everyone's going to understand that. Yeah, and that's fine, you know, but he would guide me and for, you know, like he kept guiding me and I was like, man, that's that's also cool. Like, I I don't know. Yeah, we met in the retreat, but like we we don't hang out, you know. So I decided like after one year, I called him and I said, hey, can I come and start the apprenticeship? basically and uh, he said yeah if you have the same vision like we do then you can come over and you know we can arrange something but uh, also a point that i would like to to mention that you said in south america that people you know there's shamans yeah there's a lot of shamans that they lost touch you know they they lost their tradition basically and people are, their people, their families are not interested. It's like they want to become like us. And what I saw that this is their evolution. Uh-huh. It's not It's not bad. It's like I see that, you know, they see us. And for, for them, it's like, oh, you know, this is something special. But for us, that we come from this world. It's like, or, let's say for me, at least. It's like, yes, I know where parties lead i know where sex leads i know where drugs they lead you know i know i know that lifestyle i know that money money and fame it's not everything it's like it's not happiness i couldn't find happiness mm-hmm. so it's like my next step was to go back to the roots and for them it's like it's to experience that our life is basically suffering yeah we might have a different t-shirt <laughs> you know but it's suffering. It's not where happiness is and they can't see the value in their tradition. And uh, yeah, for something, it's like, if it's something genuine, Lilia, I would not mind giving all I have. 
-huh. you know, it's like, you, because it's priceless. Because when it's genuine, what happened to me in the, all these years is the connection that I have, like, with myself and with the process of that. It's like I found something that I can trust at the moment of dying. And it's inside me. It's like I can't, you know. <laughs> but this is what the the real traditions are pointing at. You know, it's a, it's a place inside of us that we can start to learn how to trust. You know, it's a, it's a loving presence that we all carry. So that, that's the point. It's like that's my investment. And for me to even know that something like this exists, it's like, yes, I, you know, I will give all of myself. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there is a lot of, you know, um, charlamans, my teacher <laughs> called call them. <laughs> charlamans. <laughs> you know, and they put a, a good show. And without experience, it's very hard to tell, you know, because I had to experience also those people. Yes, of course, of course. That was part of my process. So, uh -huh. so can you just give us a kind of idea? Like, so when you went there and you started like an apprenticeship, what did you do on a day-to-day -day basis? What did your day look like? You know, let's see. Because <laughs> on a day-to-day -day basis, for the first year and a half, I wanted to leave every day. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you told me that. That's and you stayed. I mean, I take my hat off to you for that because. But uh, yeah, it's like you know, I did not have experience in living on a mountain. Like coming from a Michelin star kitchen to a mountain kitchen, it's like this is like dusty, and I'm trying to bring this Michelin star chef into this <laughs> mountain, and everyone hates this guy. Because this guy has recipes, you know, has everything in order. And it's like, mm. hey, dude, like, man, let me be creative. Uh -huh. It's like, yes, that's what a recipe is for. <laughs> so you don't need to think. <laughs> it's like, what do you think a recipe is? <laughs> it's like, how are you telling me that this is not creativity? It's like, this <laughs> you know, so basically we would take care of the gardens which I had no clue. Yeah, so you learned that there. Yeah, like, uh, you know, slowly, like it wasn't my my interest, but because, you know, I said, okay, I'm going for my apprenticeship. Whatever comes up in my apprenticeship, and I had a three-year commitment. That's, I think, the only commitment that I did in my life. Because even when I worked, I never signed contracts, so I can go whenever I want. Yes. <laughs> so... You know, even in living in the middle of nowhere and having three years in, in my mind, it's like, oh, I committed for three years. Like that's already, you know, a, a shock for my system. And the gardens and everything, you know, even to go to the bathroom, it's like 10 minute walk, 15 minute walk. You know, you walk on the mountain and I'm breaking down. Like one garden is up top, the other garden is over there and Luckily, there was not so many mosquitoes. So we would, you know, take care of the whole mountain. And if there's building to do, gardening or there's and, you know, carrying things. And I remember my friend gave me to plaster a wall. It's like, I hate all these things. <laughs> and he told me, imagine you're plastering a cake. I was like, dude, you know, plastering a cake is nothing like this. Like, you know, so basically I was working with a lot of disturbing emotions. Yeah. Apart from the outer things, like I've never experienced so much disturbing emotions. And because it was my apprenticeship, because I really wanted to learn, like I did not know what's happening to me, Lilia. Like emotions that I've never experienced before. Wow. Or if I experienced them, I was not even aware. Yes. You it's might like, have felt them before, but you didn't notice. Yeah, it's like this is, you know, the emotions would come, but I, I would see them in the kitchen mostly. Like yes. I would be, you know, angry, pissed off all the time, you know, excuses all the time. 
um, because of that, because of this, because of that. So, um, um, but also I took the kitchen on and I started to do a structure, you know, do some structures in the kitchen and and learning Spanish and taking care of the workers, you know, and delegating because it comes naturally to me to go somewhere and start, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like not taking over, but leading. Yes. <laughs> like, I like it, yeah. you know, like I feel useful like that. Yes. Yeah. So clearly there was, there's a fitness element. So you were getting fitter. And there's uh, so like not feeling fit enough can be stressful as well because living. What height were you at? What I mean is, were you the 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 lowest the base? I think it was one thousand eight hundred. Yeah, so you would be a reasonable elevation. Yes, and like then that... obviously not understanding the language that's stressful as well, you know. So because I think to really, I mean, you gel with people quite easily when you you feel the vibration but to really get to know people to be able to mm -hmm. communicate and have these more sort of deep and meaningful conversations requires you know a, a pretty good grasp of the language or at least the understanding so you know it's a lot it's quite a lot to change plus you're so far away from home different cultures yeah fair play fair play to you for sticking it out because I mean, you ended up staying there for seven years didn't you Yes, because uh, I was like, okay, you know, the first three years, like I said, for the first year and a half, I wanted to leave every day. And it didn't make sense to me because I really made sure that, you know, like I chose the place and I chose the guy based on my intuition. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had one experience which really hit me in the kitchen when I used to be with my chef, like my chef would tell me something. And I would be sure that this guy that I'm working with, although I see like the skill that he has in the kitchen, sometimes I would say this guy is mad. Like I'm sure that what he's talking about is absolute madness. But, you know, I would like, okay. But what happened is sometimes after five years, he would tell me something and then it would click. Yes. And I was like, man, wow, there are these processes happening. Yeah. So I was quite aware that at some point, you know, someone might tell me something that I don't have the ability to understand it in the, in, in that moment. Mm -hmm. So I had to find someone that when they tell me, hey, listen, Elton, if you jump there, you see an abyss. But actually there's, you know, a nice pool with hot water in there. You know, it's like a spa. But all your mind is seeing there is hell. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, okay, I was looking for this kind of guy to lead me because I'm, I, I'm just, you know, trusting my, my mind and my heart and my life, you know, in, in someone else's hand. And it's like, I, you know, could not understand what's happening and he would guide me. And I would try to think, I would be open enough to to consider, you know, for a fraction, what he is saying. Like I had that connection with him, at least that you know I chose him, and and I would think, hmm, I think he is right. Yes. You know, and slowly, slowly, our relationship would grow and develop because also it's like a teacher-student relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I also come from the from the this culture where hey teacher tell me what to do and I'll do it. It's like I don't need to think. Yeah. And with this, you know, with these traditions and with this guy, it's like no, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? So, you know, I did three years, and then I saw change, like in in that block. I saw some change. I, you know, was still very far. Then I did another three years. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, you know, and, um, but then, you know, the, the call to move on was also happening. Mm -hmm. And it was quite a process for me to, to even to admit to myself that there is also this call. 
and I have to also honor this call in me. It's like I can't honor all the calls that I had before and not this one. Yes. But I took my time. Like it didn't come, you know, oh, today I woke up, you know, nothing is working and I'm leaving. It's like I really took my time and I had to go through a process of accepting myself that this might also, this might be a mistake. This step might be a mistake and I have to accept myself. It's like I cannot be perfect because I always want to be perfect and make no mistakes. There is this habit. Yeah. No, and it's like no, I I have to honor myself. And if I honor myself, then if I'm happy, everyone around me, then you know, they're also happy. Mm-hmm. And it was also to admit to and to say to the institute that um I would like to do like the whole thing. It's like process. Absolutely. It's 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 a separation, isn't it? That you're you want to do as consciously and mindfully and lovingly as possible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I want to make sure, like, to honor myself and also, uh, you know, like, to respect my teacher and and the institute and to make sure that I'm supporting them and not leaving, you know, just like mm-hmm. like that. I, I always... One thing I would do is I, you know, and I, I have this even in the kitchen with my chefs. It's like I always left on good terms. Yes, and the good thing, the good thing about that is like now it's like, hey chef, you know, yes, do you have a job, do you have a job for me? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Why on earth would you not leave all these doors open just in case you need to walk along there again? For sure. Yeah, but it's not, you know, that's not the point. The point is, um, for me, it's like that whatever I learned, when the connection is is still on good terms, like the teachings keep on coming because I keep reflecting. It's like in my mind, if I have a bad connection with someone, I'm not going there because, you know, those emotions would come and it's like I'm blocking. But when there is openness, like when I think about whatever person, oh, what happened there? And then, you know, I can reflect on the process and the process can go even deeper while we're not together. Yes. Yes. So that's something, you know, I would really highly recommend. And, yes. if you know, sometimes people do part. Yeah. And it's okay, but, you know, it's okay. But as long as, you know, there is no... Wishing, wishing the best for everyone and, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just talk a little bit more about ayahuasca because um, so really kind of getting to know the plants, how many ceremonies were you doing? Were you leading ceremonies eventually? Hmm. So it's not about what I see, that it's not about the number of ceremonies because mm-hmm. you can do a million number of ceremonies. But for example... I met shamans in the beginning of my path where nothing was explained. And it, it's like, it's, it's also, they live in a different world. For them, it's very intuitive. For me, you know, I want things explained. And, uh-huh. yes. you know, it's like, in the beginning, it was very mystical. So I went to the jungle. It's like, ah. Uh, there is the spirits and this other spirit and that other spirit, you know, and spirits do this and spirits do that and this and this and that. It's all nice. And it's like, oh, we went to this dimension and this happened. And I saw that being, you know, when I went to speak with people, it's like sometimes they look at me and it's like, what is this guy on? <laughs> you know, and for me, it was like quite amazing to be experiencing this you know other dimensions but then when i went to paititi like it wasn't this is one thing that you know roman would tell me first of all it's not about becoming a shaman and that you know like sliced through me because that was my objective and he would tell me first of all become a human being in a human body it's like learn how to walk in this body you know and i went there with the idea to learn how to fly like seriously 
I heard about these stories, like, yeah, maybe, you know, like I can fly. But also the message of the plants was like, hey, learn how to walk. <laughs> yes, walk before you can fly. <laughs> yes, before you can fly. And it's like to even walk, guidance is necessary. So, you know, first you have to understand the language of the plants. So there is the, because the, the plants, they talk in a, in a, you know, like in a dream language where it's not everything at face value. It's related to oneself and the energy and even those spirits. What are those spirits? Those spirits are qualities that we have that are reflected in nature. Mm -hmm. But if there is, you know, if this view is lacking, then there is a lot of confusion because we're still depending on an outer spirit. Yeah. You know that's coming to, mm -hmm. to to help and do something. And what Roman would tell me, it's like no. First, take responsibility for your confusion, for you know all the things that you are trying to hide from. And for me, that was a big process. Like I started maybe to crack after two three years, <laughs> like little crack, because. Mm -hmm. I would think that I'm the only one experiencing whatever I was experiencing, intensity and, you know, not wanting, like, I would see my mind, how it would be, and it's like, I can't show this part. It's like, also, even though I selected Paititi, I, I selected because I felt safe, but I wasn't, you know, letting go of, of myself. And there is a process. So it's like, yeah, I, I was drinking. I was, I mean, not a lot because I, we would drink in the retreats. Mm -hmm. We would have two month long retreats and then we started having shorter ones. But in the meantime, we would just go through our process and, you know, try to apply as best as I could mm -hmm. and failing miserably. It's <laughs> like I won and I can't. Mm -hmm. It's like more intensity is coming up and I don't know how to deal with myself. But basically, that intensity is really needed to break the shell yes. because, you know, it's like I'm resisting, you know, I'm trying to protect my image. Um, you know, I'm not being open because once I open up and, you know, humble myself because the process is about humbling oneself. It's not about how many times one drink the plant because the plant alone you know, there are some benefits, but without the proper guidance, it could be very misleading, traumatic, or very ego-inflating. Like, mm -hmm. I was thinking that I'm going to save the world, basically, and it's quite common. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah, and by the end of the, of the time, there, Roman, you know, trusted me enough to do ceremonies on my own and with friends that we all had connection with, with the tradition that we were working, how we worked, you know, with the practices. And, you know, I found it very helpful, especially during COVID because I was going nuts there mm -hmm. and like being with another person only and like so intense, which by the end of that year, we became really good friends. It's like, I can vouch that if, you know, like, like the dynamics that I had with this person, you know, it's like, I didn't want to be. <laughs> yeah. and, and for her also, it's not that, you know, she was the problem. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, were, we were mirroring each other. Yeah. you know like such very clear mirrors and also we had like community agreements and i tried to apply the agreements and finding it difficult and you know like wanting to run off but i said no i'm committed like i'm gonna stay whatever even even though i want to run away it's like i'm staying so that's when i got the guidance because he was in mexico they got stuck in mexico because they went for a tour and then COVID happened and, you know, it was just two of us on the mountain. Mm -hmm. So then he guided me. He guided me, you know, with the ceremonies. And I and I found it very helpful. Like ayahuasca as a medicine, from my experience, it's very good for community to bring people. Mm 
but not just the plant to bring people together, but it's not the plant. It's the plant with the guidance, with the view. Because it's like there are places which are not so nice to face. Mm -hmm. And in those places, if there is not a good connection with the healer or with the guide and with the practices and the traditions there, you know, you get stuck in there. It's like, you know, keep repeating the same reaction to that um, situation. And it's like a hamster stuck in a wheel. Yeah. And I think that's that's something even here because there's a lot of ceremonies going on in Scotland now as well, which is fantastic. But obviously people are concerned about the Western shamans kind of jumping on the bandwagon and and of course integration. How you know because you know some people are getting fried <laughs> by experiences that are not um, held in a in a way because um, yeah. I think they're going in looking for solutions and sometimes you know you get shown something else the darker side and if you don't know if you don't know what to expect for a start to have explained to you don't mm -hmm. know how to deal with it if you're you know you're if you're feeling a bit crazy afterwards I mean all of that is really important um so you know like how what kind of how did you how do you integrate people back I suppose if you have them there for a month or two then that all happens quite organically you know it's like so first of all there is the the view like the view the process there's a lot of what to practice and how to practice and we would have a lot of sharing circles mm -hmm. like after every ceremony you know we would have a sharing circle and integration and it's a whole process of like receiving guidance from from Roman because he was the the um, the one holding the space and he also the guidance that he was sharing it's the guidance of his teachers mm -hmm. and uh, you know like um, also to give some background about Roman is that he had Crohn's disease and they said it's incurable and um, he goes to the Amazon and after nine months, he healed mm -hmm. from, he went into remission and um, he saw nothing better to do with his life and to, to learn and share these traditions. So it's like, okay, this guy, you know, has some background mm -hmm. and there are some results in his, in his life that I can also trust. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, uh, and he would share about his teachers and, you know, I would apply some, some <laughs> of the guidance. <laughs> it's like, cause doubt, doubt is a demon. Yeah. Like, no, like, hey, tell me what to do. No, I don't like what you are telling me. Give me something else. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, this sounds nice. Great. You know, I really agree with it. And that's it. <laughs> you know and what's next but what you and it's like oh starting trying to find faults you know in in the teacher and it's like there is a lot of dirty work that you know is happening in the mind to basically to admit to oneself that i'm confused and i don't know what i'm doing like you know, like yes. that, 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 that's <laughs> it. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to look like I know what I'm doing, but I'm having problems here. Please, can you help me? But to come to that, like it, it took me years, mm -hmm. like to, to really mm -hmm. admit that. Like the first step in the 12 step program, it's like just admit, mm -hmm. <laughs> admit it, and then you can start asking for guidance. <laughs> no, and it's it's we're really all so bad at that because the ego wants to, you know, project and present this um sorted being and um and that's the very thing that stops you from really breaking everything down and um and like unearthing <laughs> mm -hmm. the human. And I think, you know, that's you were when you were talking there about you stayed, you know, even though you were challenged after COVID. And I think that certainly did that to me because I had moved back to Scotland from Malta 
um, to look after my mum and had fully planned, you know, because I knew it wasn't probably going to be that long that I would just, once she'd gone, that I would um, kind of recalibrate and move back to Malta. That was my plan. And then obviously the whole kind of vaccination story and because I opted out of that, I couldn't go anywhere. And so I was forced to stay in my community, which was, I didn't look at it like that. At first I was quite resentful and kind of angry and, you know, this was not my plan. And then I was like, that. oh, shut up. You know, <laughs> just, this is a beautiful place. Your grandchildren are here, your family's here. You recommit to the community. And also with a garden, if you want to grow vegetables, you have to be there, mm-hmm. you know? And then I was, and also then you have to resolve your relationships because normally I just feel like things get, a little bit I'm just on a plane and away somewhere else um mm-hmm. and you know when you're actually when I you think about that in some African communities where you don't have travel you can go 20 miles you know in a day that's it but you can go and come back so you're forced to deal with um all your issues because you're going to see these people over and over and over and over again until you you know you actually just realize wow there's actually a lot to be what a power to be gained and staying with the same people and you know yeah. being forced to see all the, the the reflections that you're being given rather than thinking it's their problem and you know you're leaving because <laughs> you're superior to that mm-hmm. so it's um i think covid taught us a lot of powerful things um much as that you know there was a bit of resistance for a lot of us that you know, didn't want to do what we were told. <laughs> that was a challenge for me anyway, you can imagine. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, integration, like I'm still integrating. Yeah. You know, well, like I'm easy. still re- reflecting about what, what just happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I used to find that I integrated when I came back from Malta to Scotland for a holiday. Never mind having seven years on a mountain. I mean, it's seven years in Peru. It's the title of a movie, isn't it? Um, I'm sure. And, you know, there's all sorts of relationships going on and how people have moved on and how different you are. And, yeah, it's so cool. So tell it. when are you coming to Barmolach to run a retreat? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I want to get some of your... Use your some of your chefing skills as well. <laughs> like you know, chefing skills, like chefing skills, it's not not a problem. Like I, I would definitely come and you know give you that. But yeah, like um, it would be nice to collaborate and uh, see what we can do. And also, the guidance of my teacher was like first to come here and share with close friends. Mm-hmm. You know that, so I can practice and come because being in the in the field of the teacher, it's like I would, I you know, as soon as he would come for a ceremony, I was like, yeah, Roman is cool. Like he's, you know, he can hold space. Like I'm safe. Yeah. <laughs> like he has experience, you know. But um, I feel also that this is a, a step where I can grow because also when I was not there and there were times where he had to step away even with ceremonies and he gave me the opportunity to also lead ceremonies in retreat which I'm very grateful because first of all I felt useful I had time you know I had the opportunity to practice and also that that put a lot of responsibility on me it's like hey you know I know what my mind usually likes to do but because there are people there i you know i'm responsible yes like i want to bring them before my you know drama my internal drama absolutely so that would pull me out of my hole that i and the funk that i would be in mm-hmm. so it's like in a way it's not that i'm 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 going to be doing a retreat or i'm going to be doing a favor it's like no the people that will come for the retreat if we do a retreat together like they're going to make me a big favor <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Well, I've just finished about three retreats back to back and absolutely it is, you know, it's an honour to hold space like that for people and to see, you know, when you take them into nature um, and just we're doing breath work, obviously, 
river. Mm-hmm. The river's pretty cool just now. And and just being in nature and the trees, etc. The and also I think for people just to get out of their old environment and get into these, you know, the where we are is just a beautiful glen. It's you can't underestimate the simplicity of mm-hmm. just sitting out under the stars or mm-hmm. sitting, you know, looking at stunning views. I mean it's the nature, the, the the whole vibration of just being in nature is so powerful as well. And mm-hmm. then of course nice food because the one we just did there, my friend's a medical herbalist, but she's also was also a chef. So she forages and brings all sorts of stuff into, you know, to the food and flavors are just amazing. And yeah, it's all of that, isn't it? All the whole thing. And then of course the people. It's always fascinating who comes. Um, and then how they bond over the, the days and and become friends with people that you would never normally have have um, spent any time with. I think it's it's um, it's a really magical experience, and I think people are looking for stuff like that to do now. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think because you've spent that time in um, Peru, it's you know it's very impressive, but also you you know you can't you can't buy experience. You know, even what you did with the, the restaurants, you know, we all want it quickly. How quickly can I, how many courses can I sit and get there fast? But in actual fact, that embodiment of the the process day after day after day after day, you know, that's, you cannot really, you don't get that for nothing and you don't get it in, in a short space of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was reflecting about that just today. I was like, because for me, it's like I want, the curriculum i want to know exactly what is happening and what i'm doing and please give me a schedule but with this guy you know what i learned here there was no curriculum (laughs) like he told me he said don't come here to become a shaman Mm -hmm. but what i got after all these years it's like something that it's indescribable because it's instilled in me like it's like it you know i changed and uh like what what he passed on to me it's undescribable <laughs> and you you know it's like you cannot like you cannot uh, you know there's no book no exactly. but we can sit together mm-hmm. and i think we can experience it yeah and you just become you know even like i've, I've been living on the farm not full time i've only been there for like sort of eight months, but I was there a lot last summer. So I'm starting to see the garden in a different way. I'm starting to recognize things and, you know, and and also thinking about taking the food and what we can do with it, how we can preserve it and how we can serve it to people, you know, and I, that's some, you can't learn all of that at the same time. You have to be there and just organically, you know, be watching what nature's doing and then be, you know, you become inspired um, yeah, it's it's it is an apprenticeship. It really yeah. is in life, and in observing nature and and seeing how um, the you know nature provides so much, and um, and I mean Malta is spectacularly beautiful, but and there are farms there, but you know you're we obviously you've got the Med, which is my favourite place to be, um, but the, the in terms of the just the jungle. And the nature all around is very different, isn't it? Yes, very different. Like, you know, that's something I had to learn to be in. Like the mountain and the jungle. Because when I went to the jungle, I was afraid of basically everything. (laughs) I would freak out. I would hear a sound at night and I would freak out. (laughs) You know, and lately I went to visit another healer. Before I came to Malta, I spent a, a month with him. And, you know, I have rats, massive tarantulas, and it's like, hey, guys, okay, <laughs> you know, I can't do anything with you, but it's like, okay, you stay there, I stay here, we'll try to live together, mm-hmm. you know, and I would just tuck myself in my bed and go to sleep, you know, so I had to make friends with nature. 100%. And even again, it's nothing like like if you come from the city in Glasgow, for example, up to the farm, there's mud, there's wasps, there's, you know, there's things get in places, etc. And, you know, you you realize how people have they don't want a lot of the annoying things of nature 
in their space. It's so interesting to see, you know, mm-hmm. how um how we've managed to just move so far away from it for our comfort, you know, for mm-hmm. our um, hygiene. Well, the belief, all these beliefs around that, when in actual fact you're like, well, there's no life here, you know? It's um it's crazy, you know, and again, living in the farm has been great for me because obviously just go out in the morning and pick up, up your food. And it makes you realise that this is what we should be doing. This is the this is the way you shouldn't be keeping it in a fridge. You should just go and get it as and when you mm-hmm. need it. Um, but we're miles away from from that, you know. Um everything's, you know, old, that's in the shops usually. It's been off the tree or out the ground for ages. And yeah, it's it's quite mind blowing actually how quickly we've just moved away from nature. And now, obviously, there's a big drive. And and I think the plants are doing us a big favour with that because so many people really feel the reconnection to nature, don't they, when they when they connect with the plants. But before, I mean, I could keep you talking on here all night. Before we finish, the one thing that I would like to um, talk about is, you know, are people coming there hoping, like, you know, the allopathic system that says, look, you're sick, here's a pill that will make you better. Do you find, did you find that people are still saying, well, I don't want to take that now, but give me a plant that can make me better? Yes, definitely. Like, it's all over the place. Like, today, you know, the plant dietas, we hear about the plant dietas and to become a a shaman or a healer. And, um, yeah, like, back in the days, what was shared with me is first, if you have, you know, an illness, you go, you stay in your heart, you don't take anything. Mm-hmm. that's the first thing and then the healer would see what's coming up because we might have you know the same like disease but the the issues underneath and the dynamics are different mm-hmm. so the healer need to be in tune with what is coming up with you or with the other person and then and then there must be you know like okay you know this is what I'm dealing with. I want to be, I, I have to take responsibility. It's like, I can't blame it on someone else. It's like, yes, I'm confused. I'm angry. I'm, I'm really angry. You know, and when there is a conscious approach, it's like, okay, I'm going to do my part. It's like, do your part and God will help you. You know, it's like, meet, meet God halfway. Like, you know, don't ask everything of God and then, you know, expect that everything is being served so in a way it's also this is also happening and this is why i you know like i I would like to bring the message also for the healers and the shamans that are serving the medicine to be aware of this it's like you know this is not a show like because people are doing it for the show to show how good they are or how good they can sing and they're actually feeding into in, in, in into yeah. this process yeah. you know and to make money so it's like yeah give me some ayahuasca or any other medicine and i wanna i wanna heal now or not that it's like sometimes in ceremony i've seen it and especially in the last place that i've been mm-hmm. like it was really good because <clears throat> Um, and this guy basically is the healer of the community. So people would come in and out like everyone, no, no retreats. Mm-hmm. And even if there were retreats, people would come to their own retreat. There are other people doing other things. So it's like, this is what he does. Mm-hmm. So I was seeing people just waking, like in ceremony, waking up and taking the medicine from the shaman's place and pouring. And I was like, is this really happening here? Like, what? like give me more i'm not feeling and you know yeah maybe there are some people you know that it's okay but for me the way i was taught you know there's more that is happening in ceremony it's not just grabbing a bottle and going to the bar and hey can i have another shot please it's like if you want that go to the bar it's better you'll have more fun you'll still purge Uh, you know after (laughs) (laughs) after a while and you know it's not so it's not so bad it's like you know it's yeah so i still see that people are doing 
you know, are being consumers and they're going there for a one-time experience. And yeah, you you know, it could be beneficial and it could be life-changing. I'm not going to say that, but it, it's good to know that it was meant to be a discipline. It's a path that someone is walking. Mm-hmm. It's like going to, a, I don't know, Kung Fu class and going one day. Yeah, you'll do some moves. You feel good. But, it, you know, is it really that one day there is a thought behind the school? It's mm-hmm. like, is it really about Kung Fu? Is it really about beating someone on the ring? No. You know, there is a discipline. It's the mind that is being cultivated, you know, in that discipline. That is the point. That is the essence. And then there is a way of engaging with that view, you know, in a practical way. So in that way, it was Kung Fu and in our way, it's plants, mm-hmm. you know, and the discipline that comes with the plants and how we can apply that into our daily life. But people want just a quick fix. So, you know, I think more and more what I'm seeing with my clients as well is um, it's the daily stuff. The day, you know, Hippocrates said, commit enough daily sins against nature and eventually you will experience disease. So you can come and you can do plants, you can do a retreat. I ran a three month community, which had quite remarkable results. But then people went back into their lives and eventually went back to their old habits. And that's really the message now. I think that, you know, we have to get back to living in communities and sustaining the great <laughs> the great behaviours that allow us to stay well, you know, um, and getting to know the body and the mind and not realising there is, unfortunately, I would love it if you could take a pill and you were enlightened and that was it. <laughs> enlightened healed (laughs) you know this high vibrational being but there's a process that we have to go through for now maybe one day you just wake up and see the light but for most of us you're still tending this ecosystem we call the body you know it's changing and flux the whole time as it's part of this incredible field of consciousness so that you know to think that you can just kind of exercise once take a pill once take a plant once and then um, be fixed forever you know it's really a bit of an outdated view of Newtonian physics isn't it mm. yeah and also if you look at nature it's like it doesn't happen like that you don't plant a seed and the next day you have a fruit Yes, you know there's a process that is unfolding and you know at this point in life I think maybe if you told me back in the days yeah I would take a pill you know and get to the point but now actually i'm finding more joy in the in the discovery you know mm-hmm. it's like the, the awe the awe of the child mm-hmm. that yeah. um you know that does not know but you know it's like trying to figure things mm-hmm. out and having fun having yeah. fun in the process it's like okay you know this did not work let's see how to how to make this or let's see how to make and getting frustrated but it's okay you know, like not losing sight of the, you know, of a peaceful state. That's, that's you know, what was shared with me. You know, I wasn't taught about, you know, singing and being a shaman, but I was shown that inside of us, there is a state that is peaceful and that we can slowly, slowly start trust, trusting in, you know, and that can be taken anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like like that pill is you know like <laughs> can be taken anywhere anytime yeah. so it's like just remembering who we are beyond you know the the appearances beyond the garbage beyond what i think i am exactly. you know and that's the spark of the child yes yes absolutely well listen so do you have a plan now you the last time i spoke to you you were thinking about getting a job somewhere you know that is still on so far as far as i know but i think if i do get a job what my plan is is that in my days off if i'm in malta i would be starting maybe connecting to people and offer some breathwork workshops and maybe qigong workshops you know plant medicines (laughs) 
I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, even if I'm somewhere else, like, uh, you know, in my days off, I want to connect with people and share because there is more than the plants. You know, like the dream, the, like the dream work. How 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 the dreams really are a communication, and I love the breath work, and I love the qigong, and it's something that it's a preparation. You you know, so it's like I want to start forming a network of connections of people to see, hey, you know, I can cook and I can do this. Like, where do I fit in your picture? <laughs> or how can we collaborate together? You know, like. So that's the plan. Yeah, fantastic. Well, it'll all unfold because, I mean, I think there's communities and um, setting up all over the place. I know there's lots of cool stuff going on here. There's always mm-hmm. been cool stuff going on in Malta, and but all over Europe. And people are now going, right, yeah, the time is right for sure. So, um, And I think the food, you know, is such a beautiful part of it. You know, sitting around, you know, a table with a community of people appreciating great food because you know it's it's, it's a a luxury for a lot of people to just sit down and have really nutritious delicious food put in front of them Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that I've really found at the retreats even if it's not around food or health people still really comment always on the food so that's that's really nice and it it's an enjoyable part um, Mm -hmm. you know rather than there's certain things that you're that we do you know that maybe a bit more challenging, but sitting around a table eating, everybody's always up for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, I definitely see that. It's like the family, you know, coming together. It's like that's a that's a that's a point where all, everyone would come together, and I really enjoy sharing the food because I I still love cooking. Yeah. For me, it's for me it's fun, yeah. and I want to give people you know something good from my heart. Yeah. Well, I really hope you'll be coming to Scotland to, soon to share some of your experiences and, and yeah, let's talk soon when you've got a bit of a clearer idea where you're going to be. Amazing. Yes, Lilia. So we'll be in touch. Well done. And thank you so much for coming on and I'll chat to you really soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Love. Much love. Yeah. <laughs>